You are now listening to Out of the Blank. Welcome to another episode of Out of the Blank Podcast. I'm here with Lanier. How's everybody doing out there? Lanier, tell me a little bit about yourself. I know we met through a mutual friend, and he designed my face on a shirt, basically. So I have to give the man credit for that. But Adam, uh, who does you know a little bit of comics, uh, he does comic drawing and stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, for those of you who don't know, my name is Lanier Burton. I'm an indie uh, comic book writer and creator from Milwaukee, Wisconsin. I've released uh, 11 self-published comics in about the span of a year so far. Um, each of them in a, like a different genre and they have a different feel and, you know, that kind of stuff. Um, I've just been grinding and getting my name out there, man. You know, just want to be one of the best creators, writers in the game. <laughs> what do you typically prefer to draw? Like, okay, l- let me start with an easier question. Who's your, actually, this might be harder. Who's your favorite superhero? Hmm, my favorite superhero? Oh, wow. Um, hmm. Man, Green Lantern or the... Static Shock for me, bro. I'm telling you, those two. Are really? Like, those dude, two? What do you mean, really, those two? No, I'm surprised because nobody, I mean, I'm glad that you said Green Lantern. I also love Green Lantern and you said Static Shock. I love those two and I feel like they're underrated. So yes. I was really surprised that you brought them up first. And Nobody talks about Static Shock. I'm like, dude, he's one of the most badass of all. I mean, I watched that show when I was young and then he had the best costume in my opinion. I was like, he looks way more like everybody else kind of looks like a little bit of, I would say, um, gender neutral i would yeah would be i guess polite terms of saying it just because like the skin tight costume i don't like that whole thing i want like i mean green lantern suit don't get me wrong ryan reynolds might shit on it but the green lantern hero for me <laughs> is the one that played in justice league that's my oh, the, 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 yeah john stewart yes personally if we're talking green lanterns my favorite green lantern is guy gardner i always just find him hilarious and i love seeing him in anything so guy gardner is my personal favorite green lantern anything but tom holland yeah (laughs) um as far as uh my favorite superhero overall uh i don't know i'm gonna have to skip that one for right now i mean i guess technically I, i read a lot of the old iron man stuff so i do really enjoy iron man I, I like to see the whole fascination with how the culture has kind of become because I think comics are getting a lot more steam now. It seemed like back in the day they got like a lot of attention, but there was just a period where it was just kind of died down. It wasn't this super big thing. And now kids that are like watching Marvel movies are not deciding to go get comics. I mean, I bought an app on my phone that is every Marvel comic possible to where I could just sit in bed and stare at them, you know, like be able to flip through pages and learn about the Green Lantern, learn about all these alternate universes and stuff. And dude, the design work, I give you guys credit for making any type of comic book designs, panel after panel. People don't realize the amount of work that goes into something like that. Yeah, so I'm particularly the writer and the creator, and I usually hire an illustrator to, you know, flesh out my doodles and my storyboards and things like that. But I've been blessed to work with a lot of talented up and coming like artists and stuff like that. And they really follow through on my vision and um, 
you know, things that I have in mind for any particular story or whatnot. Uh, but to go off what you've been saying, yeah, I think um, it is a big time for comic book adaptations and not so much the comic books themselves, because there's a lot of debate in community about, well, are these movies really helping sell comic books or are the stores just being left behind while all these big companies just take up the IPs just so they can make a movie or a video game or whatever the case. So there's been a lot of debate. Um, personally, I think it's good that people are getting interested in the characters. And if they really enjoy them, then they can read the source material, which I hope they do. Um, but yeah, well, a lot of people go back and forth about that. Look through time. I mean, we've progressed as a society to use technology and everything. Like video games has become like literally a, the leading bookstores. And then, you know, Amazon and all these things are like, hey, let's get a Kindle where we can be able to read the book without actually owning a bookstore, which eliminated bookstores. But comics, there's nothing that feels better than a comic in hand and being able to flip through the pages of it. I mean, uh, there was a game release when it was like Marvel versus Capcom. It was this Xbox game or something. But if you went there to GameStop to get the actual game, you got a free comic book. And I still have that comic book. And it's all the Marvel characters fighting each other in space. And I'm like, this is what like, uh, this feels nice. I like to read this, I like to flip through the pages, I like to hear the wrinkle. I don't get the same thing when I sit here and swipe on my phone you know yeah. to the next comic it doesn't yeah. it's not the same thing that's why i always try to get my work in print too so this is a uh, one of my select collections it has my first two stories and you know it's just like a really great like um introductory piece for new readers and you know something physical that they can have who's your and character I'm, I'm all about that uh i have a lot of them but my main character i guess is um from true science fiction and that was more like an ensemble piece, like an X-Men or an Avengers or like a Doom Patrol-ish sort of thing. And even then, I, <laughs> those are just like really basic examples because the story is, you know, its own thing. But uh, the two first characters you meet in my stories are named Alex and Chase. And they're two um, like 18-year-old senior kids. And there's a lab accident in the first issue, which gives them uh, special powers and whatnot. Now, one of them decides to use that for his own personal gain, and the other one decides to combat him. So then they get into a, a bit of a, <laughs> a fight. And then from there, the, the world of true science fiction expands, and you meet a lot of different characters from different universes to different professions, et cetera, et cetera. Where do you um, typically pull your inspiration from? Because obviously everyone gets a little bit of like, if you do comedy for the first time, you kind of pick it up from different comedy influences. Uh, what's your cartoon influence? Would you say it's more Marvel or DC? Because you've mentioned a lab experiment. Sounds a bit like Marvel, but it's more of a DC style with how dark things happen. It seems like everybody in DC develops their powers through a certain freak accident or a type of scenario where it's like, oh shit, like my parents both got shot. Now I have to go fight crime and kill everybody in my underwear. Mm -hmm. So actually, I would say um, a lot of my inspiration came from um, Shonen Jump. I was actually, I was brought in through comic books, through like manga. So like my first time ever reading like any comic books were like Naruto, Dragon Ball Z, anime and stuff like that. You're hitting close then, to my heart with Naruto, I'll tell you that, and Dragon yeah. Ball Z. Yeah, and that's, you know, in our generation, I feel like that's definitely how people really got into it. And then it, it was through um, one of my grade teachers who was into, he's a big Marvel fan. And then that's when I really got into Marvel and then DC and then um, all those characters too. And of course I watched the movies and saw the TV shows or whatever. 
but um i definitely look more into like shonen jump and i guess marvel you could say so those two are like my biggest influences i'll never forget when my grandma uh we went to the comic book store and you would get like the fake Yu-Gi-Oh cards like the ones that were like all holographic even though they were just a basic one where it's like that they, this doesn't even feel right in the hand and then um we picked out the the manga comics and it was like 800 pages and this thick like yellow book style thing and i was like what is this and like you don't really understand any of the language but you know when somebody gets their head chopped off and you see the words and letters saying ah you're like oh that guy is dead it was something like reading that i was like wow this is insane like the old school Yu-Gi-Oh magazines were like that like i love that style man that's something that's like you look today it's it's i still like the comic book style but back in the day there was like i don't know if it was more effort or it just seemed like each one was designed for the person reading it especially for you like this person's like here is your signature copy then i gotta make this one for this guy let me write this one down it's gonna take me a couple days yeah that's what i prefer about um shonen they they're very um they respect their audience and they don't dumb anything down and there's always something for any reader that you know that you're interested in if you want just non-stop action you got dragon ball z if you want something with more thought into it you got the promise neverland you know what i'm saying like it's not like in um like in marvel or like dc where they kind of like they kind of straddle the the, the the fence like where they want to appeal to the movie um audience who's seen the films and they kind of disregard the comic book audience that's been around for years where they try to play it safe and stuff like that um so that's what i, I like the most about <clears throat> shonen and manga in general but of course i still love you know my american comics <laughs> there are some really good series going on right now especially the immortal hulk right now i feel like that's the best american comic hands down is is it is utterly amazing what they're doing with that do you think that the industry is becoming more creative or do you think that it's still kind of no. falling on the same lines? No, I feel like it's gotten even more stagnant and they're becoming more money hungry. Uh, just recently, Marvel released um, a comic, The Eternals, and it has 37 variant covers. Why? I mean, what is the what's the point of focusing on all these variant covers when it should the focus should be on the story? Am I right? There's a lot of reboots. There's a lot of rehashing of ideas. I mean, I don't know. I, the The industry right now is just kind of struggling. And from my perspective as an indie writer and creator, I'm just looking at the mainstream guys. I'm like, it could be more effort put into this than this, you know? I also look at like the loyalty has died a little bit too. It seems like when somebody has a story, like you're a writer, for instance, you're going to look for the guy that does the best illustrations that best fits your idea of what you want to create. But now yeah. it's like all these companies that have a story, they're like, hire 30 different guys to design this comic book cover and we're going to use them all. It's like, yeah, that's cool with getting their art out there. But then it's like, maybe you need to design a separate story for that artist because everybody doing their thing for it. Nobody's everybody's gonna be like, what the hell? There's 30 different covers for this thing. I have no clue which if I do we have the same comic is the same story. Exactly. And that's the problem. That's definitely one of the big problems. You're just looking at the you're looking at it on the shelf and you're like, well, damn, where which which story is it? I don't even know. I think that's a 
probably a problem with how popular it's now becoming just with everybody wanting to get a comic. It's like, we got to feed all these people. It's like, yeah, but don't lose the aspect of what was awesome about it in the first place, which was that originality. Literally, when you got like a Yu-Gi-Oh card, a Pokemon card, it was a different artist that would design that series card. So you were like, oh, and it meant more. But then you start getting like a bunch of people designing them all. It's like, hang on a second. When do I lose? Like, I'm losing the initial one. Like, if you look at the old school to the new school, you could go through anything. Comics aren't expensive. I mean, they're a little bit more than they were back in the day, but they it's amazing art that is put into it. But if you have 30 different people designing a comic book, I'm like, we need to go back to the originality factor. Stop trying to be like McDonald's producing stuff and go back to like style and creativity like Da Vinci. Yeah, and, and I wish they would stop with all these spinoff titles. I mean, for instance, X-Men just restarted the, about a year ago, right? How, you know, it, it's crazy how it just started, you know, things were really good and I'm getting into it. Everybody seems to be really into it. But then next thing you know, out the blue, they come out with like 15 different spinoff books based off uh, this good starting point. And I'm just like, you're just diluting it again. Like, don't do that. Just give us a consistent story. Then you got writers here doing their thing and other writers this. It's not a cohesive whole. It's just like, oh. What would you consider? Because everyone hates the newest X-Men, which is like the Phoenix one. I have not seen that one. But I've uh, seen uh, my biggest problem started at X-Men Apocalypse. A lot of people hated that one. I thoroughly enjoyed it. But I had a very big question at the ending when the dude was getting hit by Magneto's metal rods and stuff. One of those, and I paused it and rewind it, hit him right in the dick. And he did not flinch at all. <laughs> and that's where I'm like, that's I want to see a superhero that has a side that how it would normally react if it happened and i get it you're trying to pitch a movie you can't just have a dude going oh but i want to see that like somebody gets shot i want to see like you know like shazam was a great dc movie but there were some parts to it like i love the human aspect that they added to it which was like he's in a box they light it on fire he goes oh, and like jumps back thank you for not have you ever read have you ever read one punch man no i have not i've seen uh pictures of it though Oh, then that's exactly the series that you talk that you want to read. It's literally as hum. It's as human and funny as it as it sounds. It's about this. Yeah, I mean, I I get they have the fucking immortality, the invincible bullets, but like even when Shazam was getting shot, he's like, I have bullet immunity, and it was the kid aspect. I was like, thank you. That's exactly how a lot of people would be, you know, abusing a lot of their stuff. I thought that showed a different side to superheroes because immediately, like, you know, Green Lantern kind of did it a little bit, and I love that movie. But you, you know, do? I, I, yeah, a lot of people hate it. I know. Um, oh yeah. But the fact of like when he put the ring on the thing, he was still being childish with his creations, and then you know he still had this like perspective of i need to be this all-knowing figure and all these things i'm like just fuck around with your powers for a little bit be like <laughs> spider-man when he's sitting in his room and he's web-slinging freaking uh lamps and stuff like play mm -hmm. around yeah just have fun with it mm. yeah. yeah i don't know everything's a little serious now but you know yeah whatever where do you it, it'll come back up? around i think where do you typically see uh, is the biggest, besides maybe the monopolization of it, but kind of like the biggest issue with getting an artist like yourself out there? I mean, you said you've been designing comics for 11 years, so. Oh, no, for a year. For a year. Okay, I thought you said and I put out 11. And I put out 11 comics in the span of a year. That's a lot of hard work. 
And that, yes. I mean, that takes time and a lot of effort too. You got to be passionate about that to kind of pursue mm-hmm. that. But like with how crazy hard it is, is it the difficulty would be the industry or creating the ideas for it? Um, you know, I don't know. I, cause prior to me making comic books, I was in the music industry. So that was a whole nother grind. You know, you gotta be extremely on top of your shit. You know, you gotta be really consistent. You gotta put out music like it's nonstop clockwork. You know what I'm saying? So I took that mindset and I just applied that to comic books. And luckily like that one's, uh, it's gotten more momentum. So I'm just really used to being like on top of things, like, you know, working on one thing and the next thing at the, at one, at a, at another time. Um, so I don't know. I don't think it's, I don't think it's too hard. It's all just about like your work ethic and how you perceive things. Cause something worth having isn't going to be easy to get it. So that's my mentality. And I'm, I'm definitely here <laughs> to go 10, eight, 15 rounds. You know what I'm saying? So when I'm ready. Well, when you're coming up with an inspiration, where do you typically draw your ideas from? Do they just hit you in the middle of the night, you got to start writing down, or do you typically have to, like, think it through for a while? Yeah, it's kind of funny. Like, sometimes I'll be at work, and then, like, I'll just have an idea there, and then I'll just stop what I'm doing, and then I'll just write it on, like, this, uh, like, a random piece of paper. Um, sometimes I can just be, like, playing video games, and then that'll happen, or I'm driving, or whatever the case. Um, but I draw my ideas from you know, things that I like. So like comic books, movies, um, video games, TV shows, you know, pop culture in general. You just draw from that and um, just from real life sometimes too, like uh, just from different people um, and their experiences. I usually draw from just about everything. Now you said that the comment that you started with the two high school seniors, the ones, mm-hmm. your main it's one. It's called uh, True Science Fiction, number True. one true science fiction how what's his power if it's a lab experiment so one of them his name is alex uh he has the ability to put his life force into plants and animals and when he does so they manipulate and they form into these like monstrous beings that he can control um the other one his name's chase and he has more like uh psychic abilities um his skin turns really blue and he can like um He's like telekinetic and esper sort of abilities, essentially. You said the plant thing immediately. My brain went like, that sounds like a steroided version of Sky High, like the woman that can talk to plants. Yours sounds twice as badass, like the factor of like, I don't really need to know what the plants are thinking. I just want to be able to put my life force into them to make them do shit. Yeah, here's a panel. So that's Alex right there. He's uh, channeling his energy into that plant. And then you can see the uh, end result is flower head. Yeah, dude. I mean, that that is a great idea, too, for a story. You know, there was an old um, uh, comic. I forgot who the superhero it is. Uh, Young, like, nerdy kid through high school and uh, the coach. He would have a problem with his coach, but they were in, like, a bomb or something that went off in the school and their bodies fused together. Firestorm. Dude. That was a great like twist on events too. I like those types of comics, but we're not going to see movies yeah. like that in Static Shock. Yeah, like, I like I like Firestorm too because it is just really weird, and it's a story that can only be done in comic books. I can't imagine you writing a novel with that character and it making sense to people. You know, I want to see a movie on it so bad, dude. I'm telling you, there are like if all right, if you could take any money, funding, whatever, to the next movie that's going to be produced. Which comic hero do you think would need a movie? Because I know everybody's like, I would like to see another Deadpool. I'm like, that's great. Deadpool's good. It breaks the fourth wall. But I want to see like an actual, like crazy, like hard comic. You know what I mean? 
which character would I want to see? Um, I would probably do. I probably do Booster Gold. I like Booster Gold. Booster Gold. I think he has a lot of. Oh, he's a DC Comics character. Um, you probably you've definitely seen him in a lot of the animated shows. He's like this really cocky guy, and he's got that little floating robot with him. Okay, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I like Booster Gold. I think he would be hilarious to do a movie on, and he and it's kind of serious too. Because if you read his original, um, his original run, it was really good. It had a it had a really good balance of like humor and like sadness and like action. It was great. It was really great. I think um like if you if I had to ask you a certain comic or a certain movie show, any style of cartoon that really hit you on like a deep level. Like um, I have an instance um, during uh, Teen Titans, uh, there's mm, a I thing where Cyborg jo- joins the hive and they give him a ring to be able to like transform. Into you remember that? That episode yeah. was deep, man. You're just like, whoa. When he looked down at his hands and he saw like the human and he was like, I miss this. And I, I was like, oh my God, like that hits deep on a level today where if I started thinking about it, I'd cheer up a little bit because I'm like, damn, you don't really know what that guy's going through. But like, that's the stuff I want to see in movies. I want to see that deep level. I don't want to see Clint or whatever, Kent Clark lift the fucking truck. I want to see that deep stuff like Justice League, the movie that came out. It had its good parts, but I feel like it, they really didn't focus in as much as they should. It was like, let me just throw a bunch of oh. Marvel money at this or DC money, whatever you want to call it, and see mm-hmm. where it goes. Oh, yeah, dude. That episode was great, by the way. <laughs> I love that damn episode. It was really – it was amazing. And then he had to fight his own, like, robotic self, you know? I just yeah. thought that was really good writing. That, that episode was amazing. As far as, like, a touching moment, you said in, like, any form of medium? Yeah. Oh man, because um, I think I, I think cartoons, comics, all that—they hit everybody at it. Like each each person has their own thing for there's it. There's a scene in Dragon Ball Z where Piccolo sacrifices his life to save Gohan, and if you know the history, is that Piccolo is supposed to be this evil badass? Like he doesn't give a shit about anybody. But I always found that so like emotional that he would save his life for his enemy's son. You know. And then as he lays dying, he just tells Gohan that he was the only friend he ever had and he was happy to give his life to save him. And it was just so emotional because you're just like, oh, my God. Like, I get emotional with Dragon Ball Z when I see a person wearing a Kami T-shirt and I'm like, oh, Kami House. They go, what? I'm like, Kami House. They're like, Dragon Ball Z? Ah, yeah. But you don't know what the fucking shirt is. Do you even know about Master Roshi? Do you know about his perverted ass riding a talking sea turtle? The, I mean, like, what are you missing out on? They've dumbed the show down to a point where I don't not, I mean, don't even come close to watching it. A purple cat that it was an enemy and now he's their friend. And I'm like, I'm sorry, but like, but he's a god. I was like, no, 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 no. I want to go back to the day when Balma was hot, where you would watch it and you would be turned on and not know why. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm not a big fan of Dragon Ball Super, but you know, there, there's bits and pieces that I like, you know, some characters um, that I do like. So I can't, I can't go too crazy on Dragon Ball Super, you know. <laughs> I just feel like a lot of like what is now like, it's becoming really, really lazy a little bit. I mean, I get it's becoming so popular, but you would think this would be the time to grind even harder, not really try and just produce as much as you can to fill up the need for it. You know? 
Well, I think of it's more of the lines of um, these big companies, they want to play it safe. They want to stick to something that's proven. They want to stick to something that's going to sell. So they try to rehash certain things or keep things going uh, longer past its expiration date so they can make more money off of it. Because new ideas are scary because there's no audience. There's nothing to say that this will work. And, and, when, and sometimes when some studios or whatever the case actually does something new and it does work, then people want to jump on the bandwagon and try to create something. So I don't know. It's just a cyclical cycle with a lot of these um, IPs and series and stuff like that. Hopefully with creators like myself, we bring in something new to the industry and um, uh, we can, we can uh, help it foster, you know, grow and stuff like that. I think, you know, being involved in comic cons, these types of scenarios, being able to help get your art out there for other people to see. And also social media, Instagram is the perfect platform for you to be able to post pictures of your art because that, that's all what it is. People don't read, they just double tap and go, double tap and go, but they see a lot of cool art and pictures that you create. Next, you know, they're diving into your work and seeing what it's about. Yep, my, I love my Instagram. It's helped me out a lot. It's uh, Coolest Dolo. So that's C-O-O-L-E-S-D-O-L-O at coolest dolo of course <laughs> but yeah i use instagram and twitter the most and i always get a good response from people and it helps me link up with people like you right yeah just yeah. Um, from adam he told me about you from instagram well i i like i like i've talked to adam about like the creations he makes he sends them to me mails them to me and you know i'm like dude this has got to go on a shirt it's got to go something he's like i don't think it's that good i'm like you understand that people are looking for this. People are looking for something that is new, that is different. But a lot of society's way of thinking is let's use the old shit. The old shit works. The old shit works. I'm like, no, 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 no. Like I was saying. Mm -hmm. Let's get a fun going or get a random festival of a bunch of creators like yourself and then toss, hey, I need to make a Marvel movie. I need to make this comic book movie here's a competition we're going to see who wins and you get to do mm -hmm. a movie that's the best way to do it because you're sticking with let me make a michael bay film let me do this i'm like why because he's good take your risk <laughs> and take your shot on something else and you'll find someone better i bet yeah yeah but you know you can you can only you can only lead by example you can't just expect them to do it it so you know to all the creators out there if you got a great idea, but everybody's saying, oh, don't do that, you know, don't do this, just do it. You know what I'm saying? Like, you don't, you're not going to lose anything. You're going to gain everything. To quote the motivational poster that was put by my detention chair every single day through like middle school, it said, you miss 100% of the shots you don't take. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's, that's, I don't know. If, I think it said Derek Jeter said that. I can't believe Derek Jeter said that, though. It seems like it was. No way. That sounds more like a basketball court. I mean, <laughs> it was a, it was a kid with a baseball glove on top of his head, and he was just staring down at the floor. I remember. Oh, and then the, the one beside it, it was Yoda. And it said, do or do not, there is no try. And I was like, I'm getting fucking hit. I, look, I'm in here because I took the shot of cracking a joke that made fun of something. And then next thing you know, I'm in detention. So do or do not, there is no try. Yeah. But at least the people from that class remember that joke. Rob. They don't remember shit. <laughs> <laughs> There's one person. He's like, "Hey, remember when Rob made that joke and he got detention?" I'll get a message <laughs> at like the 30 year reunion. Like, "Hey, that was funny that time in sixth grade when you cracked that yeah. joke." And I was like, "Oh, thanks, Tuck Everlasting." More like Tuck Everlasting. That was what it was. Yeah. It you you really died for our sins that day. <laughs>
<laughs> well, look, if I had to ask you what superpower would you want? That's a tough one. Um, fire. I want to have fire powers. I want to just burn things. Combustion. I just want to set things on fire. You ever take a, a lighter in an axe can? That's just... I no 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 no. I want to be covered in flames, running down the street, just human torch. Yeah yeah yeah. I love human torch. So human. I'm talking that kind of level of fire. I just got used to Captain America, Chris <laughs> Evans. I was so used to, every time I see him on screen, I'd be like, oh that's fucking human <laughs> torch. Just say flame on and we can get the day started. And uh, then end game. Endgame happened, and at the ending, I'm like, you know what? He is Captain America when he grabbed the he hammer. He is Captain America. And then they, not... they moved it over to the next guy, and I'm like, son of a bitch, I just got used to you. <laughs> dude, I love Chris Evans. He's a great guy, dude. Um, People shit on the Fantastic Four movie. Honestly, I thought the new one was pretty good, too. I just think it's the same thing they did with the Green Lantern. You rush it. Stop rushing these films because you want to get it out there. I'm like, Green Lantern should be split into two movies. I wanted a good extra 30 minutes on him training. I wanted a good, I want to see more creations of him using the ring, not just a few times in the beginning and then the ending. They should have monopolized mm-hmm. on the, the evilness between his childhood best friend. You know, I, I wanted to see that whole anger of those two. But it was all about like the, you know, let me do this, let me do that, let me do this. And then here we have this. I'm like, fuck man you really love that green lantern movie yeah that <laughs> and doctor strange are the two i have the biggest thoughts on because that movie like is doctor amazing strange. i've seen it a thousand times and i realized mm-hmm. if i was ever in the shadow dimension i would just sit on the floor and wait till somebody saved he, me because did you know uh sam raimi's gonna direct the next one? Oh my god can you imagine how amazing that's gonna be uh please less of the shadow dimension i couldn't focus on what was going on it's called the multi madness of the multiverse. So they're gonna be like in everywhere in that movie. It's gonna be amazing, dude. It's like when Deadpool killed the whole Marvel universe. Oh, see, you know what? I don't like Deadpool. I'm just gonna put that out there. I don't Why? like it. It's just over it's just oversaturated the market. He's not funny to me. I'm just like, what the fuck's the ugh. Like where's the I don't I don't know maybe it's just too popular you know how you, something's too popular and you just don't like it it's just, think, that's just how it is sometimes I think it's because he's got the child book humor where it's like he cracks like oh he's got a nice smooth pad down under where he's making fun of Wolverine like those are just simple like child <laughs> jokes where you're yes. like in first grade and somebody would make them and I think that's what people find funny because no like you're looking at a superhero movie it's all about bold and brave and then they see this guy who comes in like what. You know, chimichangas. Hey, Rob, how did you like the Joker movie? The newest one? Mm-hmm. I have not seen it. What? You haven't seen Joker yet? Look, I've been swayed to watch it because I think they tackled it a different way, which I'm really fascinated about. Oh, yeah, you would love it. The mental health aspect of it. Like, mm-hmm. like I saw the scene where um, it's uh, Joaquin Phoenix, and he's sitting in – the ther- like the the news anchor chair and he's like he gets upset and he shoots the guy in the head and then you can see him like like trying to like he's in an uncomfortable position it's like if you're in a sauna and you're getting real hot it's like you can see him he wants to get up and he's trying to figure out what to do and he just gets up and he's like he's so like back and forth i like that because that shows i think what a better representation of joker but you know a really good show is gotham never really watched it bro that kid that plays the 
kid joker or whatever on there does the best fucking representation like that really it's, it's all about uh gordon um of course yeah i i i'm familiar with the premise uh, i just never really watched it because i'm like God, I, I like seeing the other sides of stuff dude and then like the mm-hmm. the ending season was pretty good too but yeah, man, the Dark Knight's my that that was my movie was uh that Joker, you know, Heath Ledger, man. Mwah. Yeah. That you can't Dude. beat that first five minutes where it's a bank robbery. Like sh- what an amazing can we just say what an amazing setup to introduce a villain, by the way. I mean, he throws himself in his own plan because he's that chaotic. He could die. Literally, he could be killed with his people with his men. He's just that chaotic. It, it was amazing to me that that uh chris nolan you know made that film it was great what would you consider about suicide squad i consider it a pretty good movie (laughs) but everyone hates jared leto for what he did and i'm like but is it because they edited out a lot of his stuff like a lot of his stuff was taken out so now you want me to you want to know my thoughts on the movie as a whole or jared leto specifically if you have different feelings about both then yes so I think the movie as a whole is just trash. It, it It's like a video game, essentially. I mean, you get all your characters together. They have to fight the big boss. Oh, no. And then that's the whole fucking movie. But uh, literally, that's Will the, Smith. The, <sighs> Will Smith has this problem with not playing the villain, all right? You're Deadshot. You're an assassin. What the fuck is with this heart of gold shit? Like, bitch, be the villain. God damn it. Okay. So there's my point on that. Okay, I got that out of my system. Uh, but yeah, Jared Leto's Joker, dude. He's just a joke. He's like, he's just he was overacting, dude. He was overacting. It was just really bad writing. Oh, just really bad costume design. Like all those fucking face tattoos and oh god, it it was just. Ugh. I think there's a point like you start watching it and you're like. I paid money for this. Like, this is a movie I have to sit through now. And I I think that's a lot with the movies now is like, we're just accepting that that should be a movie or we literally show on it to no end. But it's like, that's not going to change it. I think we just need to find like good talent for stuff. But everybody wants to produce something so fucking quick. And I'm like, it's a process and it takes not, time. Not to cut you off, Rob, but one of the things that I felt was one of the worst trilogies that we've seen so far, just in terms of writing and plotting and how they how they did it was Disney Star Wars right now. Those three films could have been so much better if they just took the time, like you're saying, not to rush, to produce it, to write it, to structure it. You know, like all that good stuff, man. It's just Thank you. Because did you did you see Rise of Skywalker? I that haven't mo- seen any entire, of the new ones. I am in an, that uh, entire film was just insanely bad. My buddy Rob, does like the writing was insanely horrible. Buddy, I was like, are you insane? My <laughs> buddy does a Star Wars podcast, and he only has me on because I've only seen the old ones, and I refuse to watch the new ones uh, because sitting five okay. minutes through the very first one they created, I was like, nope, I can't get into it. I can't. There, this, <laughs> I don't feel it. I don't feel it. And I understand why people love it. I think it's cool. Like older people that are going back to watch it with their kids. It gives them a great starting point to reconnect. I think that's what Teen Titans go. I freaking hate that show to no end. But my little nephew loves it. 
And when he comes to me going, did you know Cyborg? And I'm like, I know all about it. What do you want to know? Let me show you the originals and then we can talk, okay? This is my legacy, yeah. not yours. And I think that helps a lot. But, man, they they dumb it down to a point where it's like, am I in Hot Topic? Am, am I in Hot Topic right now? Like, what's going on? Like, this isn't something I want. I don't feel comfortable watching this. I'm not into yeah, it. Dude. I just wasted money. But I will say um... – you should see the Mandalorian. Now that is some great Star Wars material. That has excellent, I mean, amazing writing, amazing acting. You got to see that one, Rob. At least the Mandalorian, because that is just that is that's where it's at right there. That was a good one. Where do you think comics are going to go in the next couple of years? I would say because I actually I when I when I was talking about your inspiration for doing it, for instance. Um, I wish I kind of really want to get to know where you kind of developed your style. I know you said you took it from here and a little bit from there, but um, one of my first few episodes, there's a one called Chuck Gokenauer. He was my bodybuilding manager. And I asked him, how did you get so into bodybuilding? And it started from comics. His mom would work all day and night. You would never really see her, spend a few hours with her or something, maybe a, a, a every other week or so. And she would buy him a comic throw it down on the table and she'd go off into work. And he learned to, he wanted to build his body like these people that he had been drawing these people. And I think that's so inspirational. I think you have like a little bit of something from that. Like how'd you get hooked onto it? So how'd I get hooked on the comics in general? Um, as I mentioned before, it was definitely through like manga at first and then it expanded into Marvel and DC. And then just over time, like I was collect things as I was uh, still just making music and I was in the music industry and I was like doing gigs and shows and recording artists and stuff like that. And I don't know, I was always just reading the material and just like um, thinking of different like story ideas. Um, that I would make in the future. Cause at the time I was like, Oh, I would, I would love to make a comic book. I'll probably do that like some years from now or something like that. But it wasn't until 2019 where I was working at um, half price books and, you know, it's a lot of, it's like a, it's a really good nerd environment. So, you know, I would just show like my, um, my little sketchbooks and like my little ideas and stories to my coworkers. And they really encouraged me to actually like try to do something with that. So then I was like, you know, yeah, I actually will make a story. And then um, from there, it just kind of grew and grew. Uh, and I always tell the famous story about how I was going to move to Atlanta to do music. But on my way back to Wisconsin, I saw a sign that said uh, Danger Fallen Rock. And I thought, I was like, oh, that's a good, interesting title. So I named the city um, from True Science Fiction 1 Fallen Rock. And then, you know, of course, everything else from there. But um, I don't know, I was always just been interested in writing and different characters and I love like how different personalities collide and I love um, different power sets um I don't know I've just always been really interested in in creating stories whether I was doing it through my music or otherwise uh, that's what yeah. I was looking for was that story because I'm like the inspiration for things like the art anything Sometimes it just fucking hits you out of nowhere and you're like, wow. And then yeah, it turns really into this, this passion that you have. But I'm like, you, you see people like, I had to force myself to get down and draw. It's like, should it ever be like that? It should be like, no. you, you just, you, you get fun. You have fun doing it. And like, There's writing a, um, is, what'd you say? I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Uh, not to interrupt you. Uh, there's a famous, there's a Jay-Z quote that I live by where he says in a song, this ain't the life I chose, but rather the life that chose me. And I feel like 
that's what happened with comic books. It wasn't necessarily that I knew that I was going to do it. It just chose me. It came to me and it was a huge inspiration and um, I flourished ever since then. And I'm sure, you know, with how you do your podcast, you know, uh, and, and your YouTube channel and stuff like that, it's kind of the same thing. Like this is life chose you because, you know, you, you're the, you're best suited for it. I definitely think there's a lot of better podcasts than me. I'm kind of just like, I love hearing people's conversations. I love the thoughts that people have, the inspirations. Cause like we have this giant thing in front of us and it's technology. The fact that I could download a Marvel app or something for my phone to be able to see the comics, you know, that might enhance me to go and buy the actual comic. And, but that information is out there. So many people with why it's became so popular is now there's this avenue for information and avenue for, learning about people that are like yourself that are creating something where I might have never heard of you unless you hit the big screen if we didn't have technology that's what we should be using it for like follow hashtags create hashtags create groups that help get people like yourself out there anything from businesses to hot sauces whatever you want to say do something that helps you get out there and people should be looking for that. It's like, we're in this world of we want change and we want this whole like hipster lifestyle, like millennials, like, oh, they're all in touch about saving the environment. Well, save the, the creative arts. They're dying. Yeah. I think a lot of people are just uh, on the other, other hand of that, there are some people who are afraid to fail. The people who are afraid to, you know, put their best foot forward and, and, and not, see anything from it but i think you shouldn't be afraid to fail you should embrace failure because it makes you better you know like um take like a famous athlete you know or whatever you know you know how many times they've had to lose games just to get to where they are now you know you know how many times um einstein may have may have had to <laughs> do you know EMC all these fucking square, equations whatever all you know how many equations he had to do just to get to that one you know what i'm saying like don't be afraid to fail failure just it's like um, it's like forging like a sword, you know. You just gotta hit, keep hitting it and hitting it, and then eventually, like you'll come out, you'll come out good, you know. Yeah, and just like forging a blade, you're <clears throat> you're you're really toning yourself up. You're building up muscle. There you so go. Think you're enhancing that creative muscle. Mm -hmm. There you go. Now, if I had to ask you, if you were, had the superpowers that you want, would you be a hero or a villain? <laughs> villain's more fun dude i'm not gonna lie I'll, that's the honest hey, answer i'm not gonna lie because man heroes die all the time <laughs> they get oh. the worst you ever know that they never do they never kill any of the villains but they'll kill a hero you notice that <laughs> well i'd be uh, a villain i feel like i would be a vigilante but i'd be a villain with my own like sense of moral you know like you know the yeah. villains like thanos where it's like you can kind of like see where they're coming from you're like well that bad? towards the ending i feel like he was being pretty like <clears throat> reasonable with what he was trying to say i think it was drastic but he was like he's like this is just to help you guys realize and then like i believe there's probably a better way to do that but i think you know he just needed to be educated a little bit more uh -huh. he had his convictions and that's what makes a good character but then he gets memed to look like a picture of a giant purple scrotum so then i'm like okay Oh, yeah. Internet culture, you know, whatever. And first of all, <laughs> when do we decide if that's cable or is it Thanos? Because I'm looking at it like that's not cable. That's not oh, cable. Oh, my that's God. Thanos. 
<laughs> you can't you tell me you got Thanos. all this you got all this money and you can't buy another actor to play a different superhero like you could not put robert downey jr as anybody else he is iron man but then you you give me chris evans as captain america but he started off as human torch john what no that's what's happening yeah you know uh, I, you know, to be fair though, he did make a good cable. I didn't, I couldn't think of anybody else that could play cable other than Josh Brolin. That was a good role. You said firepowers. Were you thinking of firepowers like that kid, or are you thinking firepowers like Human Torch? Um, definitely more like Human Torch, I would say. Uh, but then again, you've seen um like Avatar: The Last Airbender. I like those, uh, those kind of firepowers. So that is my probably one of my favorite cartoons i just feel like everyone craps on the movie and i like the movie oh speaking of moments again that made us feel something you know the part in season two where ang's about to enter avatar state to save katara yeah and then um or Korra. uh uh yeah no katara Korra, whatever that's katara and then yeah katara uh and then azula like hits him with that lightning bolt in his back and then you're like, oh, my God, did he die? As yeah. a kid, I was just like, oh, my God, is he dead? What happened? Another, was... another one that got me was um, when uh, uh, Zuko got hit in the uh, – when they showed the foot where he got the foot to the face, and that's how he got the burned eye. That hit me. And then that emotional connection with his grandfather. I'm like, there's someone out there that doesn't have a dad and is living with their grandfather. And they this really hits them. And that's where we talk about cartoons and how good they were. The feeling, those moments that you get, people are like, how are they getting these emotions from cartoons? Because cartoons used to do that to you. Cartoons used to have something in there where like a parent could be watching it and be like, that's a lesson there. That's a good <clears throat> lesson. Yeah, I think people uh, people just have this bias, especially I feel like in America where they think like um, animation is strictly for kids. Like they're like, oh, that's kid stuff or whatever. But really, animation can be anything. It doesn't have to just be kid stories. It can be more mature uh, works. It can have a blend of both. Animation is just a medium for the stories to be told. It's a, it's no different than like a movie. If I'd ask you. What cartoon or maybe comic scarred you? Because I could tell you right now two things. One, the freaking <clears throat> Return the Slab with Courage the Cowardly Dog really fucked me up. And I'm pretty sure oh, that's man, what that happened with this world right now is 2020. Someone stole the slab. Um, second is the Teen Titans movie where that two and a half hour where like, people are drawing comics and they're coming off the page. That really hit me. Because at the ending, you hated, I mean, you hated the guy throughout the whole movie. Then at the ending, you were like, I really actually love this dude that has just been, he's been used the whole time like a battery. Oh, yeah, I felt bad for that guy. Man, that was a good movie, though. Remember that scene where Robin beats the shit out of that guy? And you're like, did he just kill him? <laughs> he just punched an old man in the face. Yeah, you're just like, holy shit. That was a good that was a good movie. Um that scarred me. Um there's this episode in Batman the animated series where Clayface uh separated himself uh and then there's like a version of him that's like this little girl and then she meets up with Robin and then they have like their little um the little bond or whatever and then she's trying to run away from Clayface and he's trying to get her back so to reassimilate into his body, right? And there's a scene where when they finally reconnect it and then she's screaming in horror. And I just I just can't get that scene out of my head. I'm just like, oh my God. It was just so it's like, oh, geez. It, it was just so crazy, man. I got scarred from that episode. I got a good idea for a superhero. Let's give the paraplegics a superhero and have a dude in a wheelchair. And then mm -hmm. when he gets his superpowers, he 
he gets to walk and you get to see that first reaction of him taking his first steps after being paralyzed for so long. Damn. And that was, that's a super, wow. Well, he does his superpower is not being able to walk. It's like he can do other shit too. It's just, Oh, Oh, okay. I was like, that's pretty deep. <laughs> That'd be a boring fucking comic. If he just like his superpowers, I can get up from my chair, but it's like the ring. He only gets a few hours of these superpowers where he gets to turn into this. He has everything, every single power, but he only gets a few hours. It's like the ring from green lantern. And then he has to know that that time's going to expire and go back into his chair. That's all you, man. I can't draw and I can't write for shit. <laughs> hey, that's all you, man. Man, oh. you really do love Green Lantern the most. I'm, I'm telling say. you, man, that movie was amazing. <laughs> they shit on that suit so much. I'm like, no, it's not. It had a good code of ethics. I just think it needed to be done a little bit better. Whoever directed it, I'm going to find him, like Jay and Silent Bob. You One should watch uh, there's a, There's this animated one. I think it's called First Flight or something like that. You should see that. That one is really good. It's got Sinestro. It's got Green Lantern. You know, it's got all the class, all the good guys in there. It's really good, man. Looks like I have uh, found something else besides Cobra Kai to keep my attention. Cobra Kai. I need to watch that. People keep talking about that. Fucking, I didn't even know it was a big thing until after I watched both seasons in a day. And I was like, okay, I can see why this is uh, addicting. Is that good? Wow, okay. It's more is like it, Netflix is, it... is like next episode and loads right into it. And then after you're watching like three episodes, you're like, oh, are you still watching? Yes, I'm still watching. Is it uh is it still the original cast from Karate Kid? Mr. Miyagi's dead. Well, yeah. yeah. But everybody else is there's the the main guys are the originals. Oh, okay. That's really good. I like that. You get to see them pick up like years and years after the competition and stuff where it's like oh his life has gone completely different and i don't want to spoil it it wouldn't be fair oh man that sounds really good though all right hey promote your links dude tell everybody where they can find your content your instagram website everything all right as you can see on my custom made from scratch comics hat we got coolestdolo.com that's c-o-o-l-e-s-d-o-l-o.com um, of course, I have material that you guys can purchase, like this uh, printing here of um, the first two stories I've been telling Rob is uh, True Science Fiction and my Gimme the Loot series. We didn't get time to talk about that one, but that's okay. Meisterburger is his name. <laughs> and then we've got um, like face masks. I got plenty of stuff on my website. Just go to the website, follow me on Instagram and Twitter, you know, support, support your local comic artists, man. I got t-shirts like this coming out soon. You know, just look me up. I'll put the link in the description so people can find it too. Because there are people on Spotify that are like, what is he showing us right now? So oh, I'll, shit. I'll, yeah. I'll, oh, make sure, I'll make sure they get it too. But uh, thank you so much for listening to this episode of Out of the Blank. And stay tuned for our next episode.